G'day, everyone. Welcome back to Talking Leadership. This is Eric Perez. Thank you for joining me again on what is the ongoing series of discussions around this thing called leadership. And I have finally achieved one of my goals with this podcast, and it is to talk to someone who's in the elite sporting arena, who is also a coach and can talk to me about the ins and outs of leadership when it comes to sport. One of the things that I found in the podcast leading up to my guest today is that most of the leaders have talked about some kind of leadership role in a sports team or sports as being one of those things that led them to leadership in later life. And maybe we'll have some light shed on that from my guest today. So by way of introduction, my guest today is the head coach of the Shaler Park Futsal Academy in Brisbane. He is also a technical director at Ipswich Futsal Academy and is a small business owner in his, heart, in his own right. He's also taken some teams to some impressive tournaments. So football, Queensland, under 15 girls coach, the FFA National Championships 2019-2020, the QRT finals and semifinals, the Gold Coast International under 14 girls champions, Ipswich Futsal Academy, and Belimba Bears Women's Premier Super Futsal Queensland 2019. In his spare time, he also plays for the South Brisbane Futsal Club, uh, Super Futsal Queensland. Can I welcome to the podcast, Connor George? How are you, mate? Yeah, doing well, thanks, Eric. How are you doing? I'm okay, sir. So let's get into this thing. So the coaching realm, what marked an interest in you moving from being a player to a coach, mate? Yeah, uh, so my coaching journey started with uh, what you call grasshopper soccer. So it's just where you get kids from two years up to 12 and you basically just take take them through like fun, interesting games, just as like a bit of a, a an insight or a bit of a, what's the words I'm looking for? A bit of like an introduction into the sport. So that's where my, my coaching journey kind of began. From there, it um, widely grew to a bit more... I guess you could say on the elite level after uh, after playing and studying a little bit longer. So yeah, I guess from the the grassroots into the elite level is is where I always wanted to end up. Luckily, I'm on that pathway now. You had it set out from very early on to get to elite coaching or coaching for programs. That that's that's what you always were aspiring to, man. Yeah, definitely. I knew from a young age that um, you know I. I I was good at helping people. So why not help them with the sport that I love most? Yeah, that's great. So I guess one of the the things, stretching this out a little bit, because you've obviously met some good examples in terms of other coaches. And I'm trying to set a context here that you've been around other coaches. What do you think are the things that set apart a good coach from a bad coach? And for me, in this context, using the word coach is a very replacement for the word leader so do you believe in your travels mate are are the key elements that make for a good coach a philosophy knowing what you want to achieve or how you want your teams to play and the players you want is what's going to set you apart understanding the game to the highest level is what's going to definitely set somebody apart from being bad or being good or being good but being great so it just comes down to those things and Really owning your mistakes is something that I've that I've seen from a lot of the top top coaches, um, not just in 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 futsal but in sport in in general. Uh, it's that ability to have the failures, understand the failures, but then move on and challenge yourself to be able to you know to come back from that and bounce back from from those failures. So I think 
it's a mixture of, of lots of different things, but those for me are, are the main, I guess, characteristics of, of what makes a, a good coach. Sure. Did you have a uh, mentor coming up yourself through futsal? I have meant I still have my mentors. So I go to a few people, actually, you know, whenever I get stuck, whenever I need information, if I need help um, planning a session, given the coaching detail around that session, just yeah, just somebody that I can I can talk to, to to not only see what can be improved, but how it can be improved as well. So yeah, I think it's important. You, you need you need mentors. If you want to get to the, a level where I want to be, it's important to to have those people that have been there so that you can tap into their knowledge, their insights, their understanding, their failures, how they overcome it, etc. How do you look at mentoring on the business side of things? Because in, in the introduction, you, you run your own small business. Do you have mentors and people that help you that are not necessarily futsal mad, that are just business focused that help you with the business? That's something that I haven't tapped into yet. That's next on my list of things to do. So definitely having an, a mentor that understands not just running a business, but in terms of marketing, in terms of getting clients, in terms of your financials, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess, yeah, it's, not, it's something that I've had a thought of. Have I acted on it yet? No. Will I? Yes, definitely. Yeah, sure. And it, it all, I guess it'll all come together. It seems like you're a pretty driven guy. The, the Your your background seem, seems to point to that, mate. You being a coach and watching teams perform at different levels and then identifying who your leaders are in the different teams that you coach. And I'll ask, there's a, I've got a few questions here, but I'll ask the, the, maybe the easiest one first. How easy is it for you to identify that kid who is a leader within a team and then uh, the sort of connecting question is are there marked differences between age groups when you find those kids great question there's certain things that you can look for biggest thing for me is does that kid boy or girl influence their peers positively so is it for the greater good is it for a common goal that they want to achieve if it is then I can safely say that that person is probably going to be the leader of the pack. If not, then you have to identify what it is that they are trying to do in that moment. I guess an example could be a leader is seen maybe explaining something, but it's in a negative manner. I would prefer to see somebody explaining what they did wrong or explaining what they can do or find a a solution to the problem that they need to solve, right? For me, it's, yeah, it's, it's about influencing. It's about being positive to achieve the greater good or the common goal that is set in the team. It's important to have a team of leaders. In futsal especially, four people on the court with a goalkeeper, it's, it's hard to hide. So in saying that, if, if you're not out there and you're, you're not having, a, a, I guess, a presence in the game, then you're really affecting your team and you're letting your teammates down, especially because it's fast-paced. There's lots of pressure. The decision-making's rapid. So yeah, I guess in futsal especially, if you're not going to be somebody that takes that role and that easily hides, that when things are getting bad, they, you know, they turn to the sideline, they want to come off, they want to sit on the bench, then yeah, you're really affecting affecting your team, you're affecting the players around you that are that are there, they're going to give everything, um, they're going to fight to the last whistle. 
Uh, they're going to have that dominant presence on the court. Um, they have that positivity. It's a, it's a never say, never say die attitude for me. Yeah, that, that's what I want to see. That's how, how it should be. Do you see much attention focused on the captain or the leader of a futsal team as you as they become more professional in orientation? So not from the amateur sort of going to grade 12 and then maybe playing for a local club to that sort of next level of elite players that the captain or that leadership role in the team becomes more pronounced. Is that a feature of futsal? Yeah, definitely. During games, I guess you could say there's it comes down to, yes, you have a game plan and you want to stick to the game plan. But as a coach, you can you can affect the game, but not as much as what you can in training. So I guess it, it really does come down to, to your captain as well. How much of a presence do they have? How much of a say do they have? Um, how much of a leader, I guess you could say they are? How do they affect their players on game day? And you see it at the highest levels, definitely see it at the highest levels. You know, you need your captain there, present. You need them there making big decisions in futsal, especially, you know, you've got only a, a few seconds to think, especially for a set piece. So, you know, if your captain's not present, he's not there, he's not calling the shots, then that could potentially lead to to a counter-attack being scored against. Whereas vice versa, if you, if you have a captain there that's got that influence, he's got that that initiative, you know, he takes ownership in, in the calls, then yeah, it's very beneficial, very effective. What, what kind of person is drawn to not just playing futsal, but taking that leadership role? Is there a, a type that you've discovered in your travels or can it, it, is it a random thing dependent on the team more than anything else? The thing about leadership is I believe it's a skill that you can master. And if people are put into the right scenarios, they have the right mentors, uh, they have the, the willingness to, to step out of their comfort zone and learn, then anyone can be a leader, in, in my opinion. So it, it just it comes down to do they want to one and are they willing to to put themselves into uncomfortable positions to be able to grow into that role. So I guess yeah, if you're just leaving school, you know, and you're, you're stepping into a senior team, can you be a leader? I believe so. It might take a little while, but you're going to be drawing upon the people there with experience, your captain, your coach the assistant coach, whoever it might be. And you're learning bits of pieces of information that's going to help you build you and mold you into the leader that you you want to be. But tell me this, how hard is it for you when you're playing to get your mindset out of being a coach to being a player and not a coach? It's extremely difficult, especially when, when you're sitting down on the bench, you know, you're taking a breather and you, you're watching and you're analyzing the game from a different perspective. I guess you could say, yeah, it is. It's very difficult. If you can control it uh, to be effective and pick the right moments as a player, as a coach, to deliver your instructions or to deliver your 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 detail, then it can, it can be very effective. It can be very very effective. But it's hard. It's hard to switch off that player and coach mind. Good. good captain will will be uh, critical to the team being successful and potentially being a shot caller on on game day have you seen that happen in teams that you've played against or coached yourself some days you turn up and you know your your body language is poor your your mindset is off and it's the last place that you want to be how do you overcome that i guess there's lots of different solutions just what what's right for you in that moment in that time but yeah, it happens. It happens. Everyone has has their off days, but it, it comes down to psychology. It comes down to to having good people around you that are gonna 
be able to to know when you're off or why you're off it's uh it's how you deal with it how you cope with it to overcome for me the last question for this podcast man this has been helpful with my thinking around leadership of from uh from that that coaching sporting divider i guess a couple of more questions that come to mind is as a coach in a leadership role within the team as well as your own players that fulfill that function as well when they're on on the ground and they're making those decisions and they're not the decision you would make do you find it's difficult not to let that passion overtake you and go why didn't you go for x decision rather than this one in the heat of the moment do you find it sometimes difficult to separate the passion for the game versus the passion to get the particular set piece or move correct for me it's it does get frustrating when something happens differently to how you planned it thought it saw it etc but come game day if i'm not the head coach I can't make the call. I might be able to say, this is a good idea. This is not a good idea, but effectively it comes down to the coach. And then if it's not the right idea, then we can sit down at training after, have a coffee, whatever it is. And we can discuss and analyze why that decision worked or why it didn't work in that moment. And again, I'm going to give my input. I'm going to give my, my, my thoughts, my, my views, my feelings in that conversation and just really see and understand why? Because I could see it from a different point of view, but the coach could see it, you know, for the whole team. Like, yes, it, it does get frustrating for me. But again, if I'm not in that position where I, I call the shots, then you have to you have to understand it from the coach's point of view and, and see really why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I guess on game day, you, you get so focused on what you have to do. Like I've, I've experienced it at, at a, not at the level you have. When I was younger, I used to play as a keeper and on those days where your team would be, you know, you'd be in a final or a semi-final, you'd be hyped up and ready to go. And I'm thinking, well, that what did, what would this feel like if you were playing representative level games and the expectations about being focused and be, being at your best on the day as part of one cog in a wheel of players playing? And it interesting thing about futsal for me and similar sports like basketball maybe is the only other one that I can think of is that really around that team everyone is expected to fulfill a different function whether you're attacking or defending and there's not going to be one person that sits back and gets to coordinate that without pitching in themselves which is a very different thing to some other sports where uh, the captain is that more of a general and I'm guessing the difference that I see and I wouldn't mind you commenting on this is that that person is really the coach but how that coach delivers that message to the team through training and on the field is very different because even at junior levels and and before uh, for those listening Connor is doing an exceptionally good job with Shayla Park futsal but before he was there and uh, we were at competitions and I'm not talking about my school but the the other schools that we played is some of the behavior of the coaches was just it wasn't great I wouldn't say criminal but it just wasn't good a good role modeling for these younger kids and I I think when you talk about mentoring and, and maybe not in a formal sense but definitely role modeling the way you interact with young adults young men young women on how to speak about something how to deliver a message without um, attacking someone but making it a, a, a teachable moment it happens uh, in rep level as well i've seen multiple coaches um, shouting swearing at refs 
etc and you just look and you, you you can't help but shake your head because for me the why is of coaching is important so why why do we do this do we do it so we can let off a bit of steam because our jobs are so stressful or do we do it so that we can have a positive impact in the lives of the kids or the players that we are coaching and for me that is the why you know if i can help one person in my lifetime you know get out of a a negative scenario or a situation where you know that they they couldn't see anything or they they didn't think that they were going to amount to anything whatnot if just by me being a presence of of influence of positivity of of whatever it is that they need you know really inspires them to to do better or to you know have a, a positive impact or a change in their life then then that for me is the why and i'm going to continue to keep doing that no matter what there is that buzz. I mean, when I was helping the school before you arrived, and again, you compared to me, I was a volunteer there, so there's no comparison. But even on those days when you did take the team out, it was good to see that, to be there and to deliver on something, whether you won or didn't, was was neither here nor there. And it, you actually mirror in some ways. I had a guest who I knew from work in Canberra many, many years ago who in his spare time is an AFL coach. And he basically said the same things that you did. I'm, I'm wondering, not not in the in the school setting, but definitely in the adult world of coaching, when you're coaching teams of adults, unlike kids, when they come up to you and they've got issues going on in their lives. This this isn't this isn't schoolyard stuff. This is real stuff. Relationship breakdowns and issues at home. Do you find that you are a part counselor, part coach, when you're teaching at that more elite level, Connor? Just being there, being not a voice of opinion to that person that is coming to you for whatever it is that they need, but just to listen, just to listen, to to be there, to, to be that person that's going to say, hey, look, you know, yes, this might suck, but it's going to be okay. You know, give it time, give it whatever it needs. Uh, and if you need that person or you need me, then I'm going to be there for you. That's brilliant, mate. That's a, a very nice thing to hear. And I, I would say 99.9% of coaches are exactly on that same wavelength because because you're you're coaching teams of human beings, not robots. So these these things that will are uh, will tend to happen. So look, Connor, this has been fantastic. I I, I appreciate this in to this world because um, I've been trying, like I said, for quite some time to get someone who will talk to me with your background. So I, I do appreciate that. And just again, as a plug for those listening, Connor is a small business owner and. Uh, has Precise Futsal Academy. I'll provide details to uh, contact Connor if you're interested in having a chat to him. Connor, mate, I appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Thanks, everyone, and I'll catch you all in the next podcast.